Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. We're looking into the digital revolution and what's taking place in the crazy business world, consumer world, new remote from everywhere world that we're going into. And our guest today is John Foley, who is the founder of the Cloud Database Report. John's looking into things of especially about how this new world of exploding data is happening, the role the data is playing in business and our daily lives and so forth, and how companies are trying to make the most out of the data they have and the, how that ties into their business strategies. John, welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. It's always great to have you. Hello, Bob. Thank you. And uh, hello to all of the Cloud Wars listeners. Um, looking forward to uh, this. Yeah, John, you know, uh, First, I want you to just mention a little bit about a couple of things that you're focusing on with Cloud Database Report and where people can find your work. And then also, John, this uh, sort of almost straight up line that's coming on here with the growth of data and so forth. If we thought it was, you know, a challenge over the past couple of years, I think you've got some insights into how, you know, we haven't seen anything yet. Okay. Great, Bob. Thank you. So Cloud Database Report is going full speed ahead. Uh, we were launched in the first quarter and uh, the uh, news reporting, our news reporting, um, our in-depth report, our newsletter are all off and running. Um, we'll be launching a, a podcast shortly as well um, that is uh, lives on the Cloud Wars website. So a lot of exciting things happening. Um, the database industry is, um, you know, uh, likewise uh, going full speed ahead. Uh, cloud databases, um, as you and I have discussed, there's more than 700 databases in the world. Uh, and um, uh, as we talked about recently, 75%, uh, uh, Gartner is estimating that 75% of databases will be migrated to the cloud or launched in the cloud by the end of next year. So there's a lot of uh, work to do, um, a lot of new platforms and cloud services that um, work to do all of this. And uh, the cloud database report is, um, you know, week in and week out, that's what we're, that's what we're uh, covering. So John, uh, this thing, I think you described it with some of your notes here is the data growth is a one-way street, right? There is, there's no going back. It's not leveling off. It's not, uh, uh, what did the guy say uh, 115 years ago at the US Patent Office? He said, we can close the Patent Office because everything that can be invented has been invented. Uh, I think from your observation, John, it sounds like we're just at the beginning stages of this data explosion. I, I'd like to talk about that today, Bob. Um, last time you and I spoke about this, uh, I kind of ended our conversation on a note about uh, the um, one-way street of data growth. And I've seen a number of recent uh, articles um, and reports coming out that speak to this. And it's um, the stage with a one-minute crash course in a data scalability. Uh, and then I think we, where I'm going with this conversation is think like a futurist. Where, where are we going? What's the direction things are headed? So here's my one minute crash course in, in data scale. So it starts with kilobytes. That's uh, kind of the basic measure. And if you think back to the, um, the launch of the original Macintosh in 1984, um, it was the 128K, 128 kilobytes of 
RAM or memory. And that would kind of like is just, I would guess is a kind of a like a, just one point of reference uh, going back 35 years. Then, um, you know, moving up the scale, it goes to megabytes, gigabytes. Now, Bob, you and I kind of lived in the megabyte, uh, gigabyte uh, world with um, client server um, technologies. Uh, that really was the realm of megabytes and gigabytes. And then terabytes and petabytes, I would say now we're in the uh, terabyte, uh, petabyte era. Um, you know, terabytes really for the last 20 years, but you can now buy a, a, a one terabyte thumb drive uh, in at a retail store. Uh, and, you know, the high end, uh, the big businesses are in the petabyte uh, scale range now. And then it goes to exabytes and zettabytes and, um, you know, my favorite Yoda bytes. And beyond that, they're now talking about brontobytes and geobytes. Now, each one of these measures is a thousand times, about a thousand times more than the last. And uh, this is the direction that things are going. And we can see um, the progression. We can see the progression in the world of databases and cloud databases. And um, so just to kind of, um, it, it, I made the point that, you know, the terabytes and petabytes, let's say we're in the ter uh, terabyte petabyte uh, generation now. Um, AWS recently talked about a database migration that they did over two years, which was 75 petabytes. And JP Morgan Chase, the CIO, uh, talked about how they're managing 450 petabytes of data uh, in a hybrid cloud environment. And just one other point here on, on petabytes, Bob, is you remember on the last podcast, we talked about that um, AWS's snowmobile, right? The 18-wheeler that moves data, and that handles 100 petabytes at a time. So this is the high-end stuff. This is um, the world of big data in big business. And that's kind of the point we're at today. So, John, uh, what about, you know, these moving from the different uh, stages here, right? And you said if we're in terabytes and petabytes, gosh, I think it was, well, 20, 25 years ago. But I think you had done a cover story for Information Week. I think it was called the, the Terabyte Club. And you had identified a handful of companies that were now they had databases, you know, ranging up into the terabytes. And I remember at the time, I was like a holy crap, you know, this is, this is science fiction level stuff. So if 25 years, you go from that to, uh, you know, JP Morgan Chase with 450 million petabytes, how quickly, John, are we going to move then from the, uh, into the world of exabytes and zettabytes? Well, we're, we're there. We're moving into the world of exabytes now, and that's, that's where we should turn our attention for this conversation. Um, you know, an exabyte is, I guess, uh, let me think, um, an exabyte would be a thousand petabytes or a million terabytes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. So Andy Jassy said uh, that AWS has... Um, a number of customers with exabyte sized databases. So they exist, not only do they exist in data centers, but they exist in cloud databases and um, they exist in the world of AWS. So we know, we know that they're out there and we're beginning to see more examples of that. Now, just recently I saw a headline, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, it involves uh, cryptocurrency and one in particular called Chia, Chia currency. And um, 
there was a headline that Chia currency has already crossed the one exabyte of storage. But Bob, what's interesting about this is it, it grew from 100 petabytes to an exabyte in one month. <laughs> so you can, uh, you know, I mean, we weren't really thinking about that, right? That, uh, that cryptocurrency was going to drive this kind of storage requirement. So that is not necessarily a database issue, but it does speak to the scale that we're talking about here. And, uh, you know, one of the things we could talk about as we go along here is that in, in the world of databases, they're kind of separating and uh, in increasingly separating storage from compute power, um, which is an, kind of an architectural and a design issue that allows for scale and flexibility. So you see these uh, emerging technologies like uh, crypto uh, currency driving storage. And then there are new technologies that are coming into play that are specifically meant uh, to uh, work with exabyte, a petabyte and exabyte scale. Uh, one of the companies that caught my eye is Ocient, O-C-I-E-N-T. Uh, they're a Chicago-based startup. Uh, they got uh, 40 uh, million in Series B funding earlier this year, and they now have 65 million in funding. And um, their design point is how to ingest or take in the byte and exabyte scale, um, these really large data sets. So you, uh, you know, my point here, and we could come up with other examples, but the point here is that there are um, database platforms that are uh, being designed for this world of petabyte and exabyte data. John, that is a uh, remarkable stuff here. And you know, that, that startups can come in and be able to handle scales like that is uh, just an indication, right? That where we're headed is nothing like where we've been in the past. And I, I wanna just follow up with you on that in a second, but first a word from our sponsor, BMC. BMC wants to know, is your business on its A-game? That's when systems are intelligent by learning from markets, where automation is paramount yet effortless, and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A-game is your business at its absolute best. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com slash A-game. So, John, uh, this march forward, um, and, you know, I guess for businesses that can uh, capture, manage, analyze, act on, and innovate based on this data, this is wonderful. But um, it, are, the, are the challenges for how companies do that, are those rising as quickly as the volumes of data are rising? Well, I would... Uh... Uh, the short answer is no. Um, I would say, and and uh, one of the, you know, I think one of the points I want to make along the way here is that it's really important that um, both business and technology people and managers and executives are thinking about this kind of scale, um, and, and uh, for a number of reasons. One is because their their businesses need to be able to manage it, um, but also because it's an opportunity. Right, so it's the old challenge opportunity equation here. Um, the size of the opportunity grows with the size of the challenge, and now, what I I uh, IDC tracks uh, global uh, data uh, and the size of, of global databases. So let let me just talk about that because that's going to lead me back to your question here, Bob. 
Now, in their most recent report, which came out in March, um, they, uh, IDC calls this the data sphere. It's global data. And they measured um, global data in uh, zettabytes. Okay, so we went from the terabytes, petabytes, exabytes. And now when you look at it globally, you're talking zettabytes. And they um, said that la just last year alone, 64 zettabytes of data was created or replicated. And that was a... Um, kind of a, a, you know, a growth spurt um, that was partly explained by uh, digital transformation, all the investment that companies did uh, digitally, and the fact that so many people were working from home. So you had this growth in data, but what is what really caught my eye about this report was that they said that less than 2% of this data was saved or retained. So a, a lot of it is what they called ephemeral data. It, it kind of like, um, you know, it kind of disappears off the screen at some point. So you have to ask yourself, you know, whether there's value in capturing more of that data and managing it and analyzing it and optimizing it and using it to business advantage. And that's uh, always been the name of the game, really, in business and, and business intelligence. So I think that uh, getting back to your question, uh, there is this uh, continuing incredible growth of data volume, um, which uh, businesses need to have the infrastructure and the expertise and the skill set to um, to uh, to manage, and then also um, with the right algorithms and the, with the right strategy, extract value from that and use it to business advantage. Mm -hmm. So, John, the um, you've talked about. Uh, you know, certain companies in this, that are, some of these databases are, are exclusively in the cloud now. Um, and your, your Gartner citation, what, 75%, was it of all databases, John, or of all data? Will a da that, that was a reference to databases, the number okay. of databases mm -hmm, that will be moving to the cloud or created in the cloud by the end of next year. Okay. And John, your assessment, because, you know, one of the things you do is track you know, like the, the top 20 cloud database vendors, uh, are you confident that their ability, and, you know, again, coming back to the previous question, uh, is their ability to create tools that, you know, manage, capture, analyze, and act on all this data, is it, is, are those capabilities moving along at the rate of, uh, you know, this growth? Uh, because I think you've, you've described here, you know, the 2% maybe is being kept and used. So is that because only 2% of it is worth keeping and using or are the, the new tools gonna help companies bump that up to four or 10 or 20, 30%? Well, I would say, first of all, that the state of the art in data management is uh, largely um, working towards these issues of scale. So in terms of, the, um, the database platforms, uh, the analytics. Um, I think that there are many options, uh, you know, every day uh, in the industry that um, can address these challenges. And so um, you see a, a lot of discussion about that. And in fact, just look at some of the newer technologies that we talk about so much in the world of databases, serverless computing, um, uh, self-managed autonomous databases, uh, they are, uh, they address uh, this um, challenge 
of scale. Now, your question about, um, you know, to what extent will businesses want to capture more than that 2% of data um, and manage it and extract value of it out of it? I think that is, I, I think we can safely say that there's more value to be gained by, um, you know, processing more of that data. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you know, there does become this question of, uh, you know, um, efficiency and optimization, uh, you, know, um, it, the, you know, to the extent to which data is replicated um, uh, and decentralized uh, can be inefficient. Um, and also there's a question of storage capacity and costs. So there's, you know, there's this uh, kind of slide rule that comes into play uh, in, um, in, in measuring that value equation. But there's no, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, for most businesses, there's uh, value to be gained from really uh, having new uh, and best practices in, in what I call uh, modern data management. John, do you think there could be, uh, it, well, the role of either the chief data officer, chief digital officer, or somebody in an organization, will they become like the CFO where they're saying, you know, making decisions about, you know, the value of data in the same way that the CFO is helping to, you know, set strategy for and policy for how financial assets are managed? Well, that is, that is uh, already the case, I would say. Uh, chief data officers, uh, CIOs, CTOs, uh, you know, there is um, a whole class of um, business and technology um, uh, expertise uh, that is focused on these uh, on these issues. Uh, and, you know, we've, you, you can see in the world of academia, even, uh, that calculations come into play on the value of data. Um, uh, you know, data as capital and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, I, I think that, I, I think that big, the biggest businesses and the most sophisticated businesses are already in this game. What I think um, is, is next is for more mid-sized businesses and companies that have not had this level of expertise uh, to move in this direction. And this is where we see a lot of activity now around data engineering and data science, right? They're, they're pretty much mainstream now, and they are no longer the world of just the biggest and most sophisticated businesses. So John, the, the companies in your, your uh, cloud database report top 20, do those companies uh, aim for only those you know, huge global corporations, or are they developing solutions and capabilities for that mid-sized company, uh, that, that company set that you just described? Yeah, what you just said, Bob, it's uh, it, one of the big trends is that the, um, the you know, is that data management is um, getting so sophisticated in modern data management and so capable that smaller and mid-sized businesses can get uh, involved uh, with tools uh, and technologies um, that let them do this um, without, you know, the big uh, departments of specialists mm -hmm. um, working kind of behind, uh, you know, behind um, 
you know, a, a screen of some kind. So I, and, and a design point for many of these technologies is in fact, to make them more accessible to more um, businesses and more people. Uh, and, uh, you know, we talked about that Snowflake is trying to do that. Um, Oracle had an announcement uh, for what they call di uh, citizen data scientists. Um, you may remember that. Uh, and so this is uh, been a challenge really from the time I've been covering business intelligence and analytics going back 25 years is getting uh, powerful tools into the hands of more people. And we're, we're definitely making progress on that front. All right. And John, I, I thought you, you had an interesting number showing uh, contrasting in some ways business data and consumer data. Yeah, well, this is once again credit to IDC and their report. But according to IDC, uh, the what they call the enterprise data sphere, so this is business data, uh, it will grow two times faster than the consumer data sphere. Why? Um, it's because of the role of cloud for storage and consumption. So businesses are using uh, the cloud uh, for uh, storing and consuming data. Oh, another interesting takeaway from that report was that um, data created in the cloud is not growing as fast as data stored in the cloud. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we, you know, we live, uh, you know, every day with uh, data sets um, and streaming data in the cloud, a lot of data, but, um, but more data is being stored in the cloud than is being created in the cloud, which is once again, gets back to that Gartner um, forecast that we've been talking about, um, which is this trend towards moving data in the cloud. Um, and, you know, and you and I talked about this last time, which is um, why we see that hybrid clouds are gonna be around for a long time because many businesses have data on premises. Um, they see the value uh, in moving data to the cloud and those things have to um, have a handshake. They have to work together. Yeah, John, I'm always puzzled in some ways on uh, earnings calls when some of the financial analysts uh, always express surprise at when some of the tech vendors say that their uh, on-premise business is still, you know, flat or growing, you know, in low single digits. And uh, there's an assumption, I believe that, you know, everything is just suddenly going to flip over to the cloud, but I think there's still quite a long, long way to go with that. And um, you, the, the, the point you're making here about that more data is stored in the cloud than currently is created in the cloud goes to show that, you know, right now that sort of the highest value is coming from the data storage area, but soon as more and more of the business operations are moved over into cloud-based systems, then, you know, that creation factor will start to rise up as well, huh? Yeah, and, uh, you know, kind of, well, a couple of things I would say that say about that. We, we know that businesses want to store data in the cloud. We know that uh, modern uh, data platforms um, uh, are cloud oriented, if not um, cloud, you know, some are cloud only, some are hybrid, but they're all in the cloud in one form or another. So businesses want to store data in the cloud, the platforms are in the cloud, and the data just keeps uh, growing. Now, you know, we talked about um, uh, terabytes, petabytes, exabytes, and zettabytes. 
where we look next in this conversation, Bob, is Yoda bites. And um, I once wrote an article headlined, are you ready for Yoda bites? Uh, you'll remember that. And it really was a, a look way into the future. Um, and even now, we don't hear that much about Yoda bite scale, but it is a thing. Um, you know, the one example I, I remember was that uh, the federal government announced something called the Brain Initiative. And they said that could, uh, it was what it sounds like. It was uh, research into uh, the human brain. And they said that data, the data uh, uh, created by that project could get into the Yoda bytes. Um, so uh, that's out there. Now, I just saw a headline uh, this week uh, on, um, that caught my attention. And it, 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 it kind of is looking way out there. Uh, but the headline is the world's data explained how much we're producing and where it's all stored. And this is uh, written by a researcher and lecturer in physics with the University of Portsmouth in England. And uh, he looks 500 years into the future with these trends. Okay. So this is, like I said, this is a long, what you might call a long-term <laughs> projection here. Uh, but he, he, his, his, uh, his premise, his thesis, uh, hypothesis, is that um, 150 years from now, the number of digital bits will exceed the number of atoms uh, on Earth. And that in 500 years, there'll be so much information uh, that it will account, that digital content will account for half of the Earth's mass creating, uh, and, and his term is an information catastrophe. Um, and he puts it kind of in the same ballpark as, um, you know, environmental challenges, uh, energy and population challenges that the world face. Now, you know, um, that scenario is way out there, uh, but I do think it gets to my, my main point which is that the data, digital content and data and database management are all going to be tested, uh, you know, for, for, for years and generations to come. And um, we have to be good at it. And, 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 you know, I have a few takeaways from this, but Bob, I don't know if you wanted to ask me about, you know, the, um, the information catastrophe before I do that. Uh, <clears throat> John, in some ways, I'm intrigued by it because I, I have to give that that researcher credit. You know, uh, he's he's found a hook that you know gets people's attention. But um, I would prefer, John, that we set that aside for a second and you go ahead with your your major insights. Yeah. So so I have some takeaways from all of this. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of like uh, bringing it, bringing the discussion home, so to speak. Uh, so uh, for uh, three points. First, companies need to be aware of and prepare for rapid data growth. And so, you know, 10 times data growth is like training wheels. A um, hundred times, a thousand times data growth, because as you can see in these examples I gave at the beginning of our conversation, um, it's a thousand times each time you move up the ladder here. So uh, um, many companies are still managing terabytes of data, um, but the terabytes add up to petabytes, and then you you know we know where it goes from there. Um, two, 
develop the importance of developing expertise around big data in the cloud. Uh, this is this is happening right now. This is what's going on. Um, how to distribute, manage, migrate, replicate, optimize, analyze uh, petabytes and exabytes of data. Uh, and um, someone in the company needs to be thinking about this and developing skill sets and, and plans around it. And then the third point I would make is there are these new data architectures and solutions that we're hearing a lot about. Um, they're coming up uh, every week now. Serverless is one of them, which um, as I said earlier, is all about auto scaling so that you don't have to manage your own database clusters. Uh, I also mentioned the decoupling of compute and storage, uh, which is a trend in cloud databases, a way of um, bringing increased flexibility and scale um, to these uh, big data environments, and then also self-managing um, autonomous databases. So, and there are other things as well, but there are a bunch of technologies uh, and data architecture that come into play as part of this scale discussion. Uh, John, that uh, great advice there, I think. Uh, and <clears throat> I wonder if, you know, somebody could, <clears throat> you know, with, with uh, perfect clarity and visibility ever find a company like, ah, there's a company that overestimated uh, its needs for, uh, you know, data management. I, I, I haven't run into anybody that's, that's had that, uh, that challenge yet, John. So, but the preparation, the need for it. And uh, I thought it was interesting what you said too, that, the IDC study broke out. There was the business data sphere and the consumer data sphere. Uh, I, could you just quickly touch on that, John? Because what's, I, I understand the business data sphere and the data that they're creating. So what is it we do as consumers that generates half as much data as businesses are creating? Well, so, um... So uh, IDC measures both the amount of data that's being created and the amount of data that's being stored. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm not sure that um, that it's being created faster by businesses than it is by consumers, but it is being but but it's being stored. More of it is being okay. stored. Right now, but since you ask, Bob, uh, you know IDC says that. Um, the two things that are the fastest growing data set segments are IOT data and social media. Okay, so uh, IOT, I guess uh, I would say is lives in both worlds, um, partly business, partly consumer, um, and social media does as well, really. Um, but uh, I'm guessing the lion's share of the social media data is uh, consumer generated. Um, that would be my guess. Uh, I didn't I didn't get into the details on that, um, but you know you so you can see that uh, just tremendous amount of data being created, but much but you know much of it is ephemeral, um, mm -hmm. short lived. Um, you know it's cached and it's gone. Uh, you know within uh, within hours or days. Um, so but that's but that's you know that's that's part of the equation as well. Really, I think the question is how much of it needs to be captured, how much of it might be captured, and uh, then you know how businesses uh, are gonna be really good at doing that. Yeah, 
Yeah. And John, that uh, good question. You know, how are businesses going to get the skills to master that, to know where to place their bets, where to place their investments around this. And John, if in closing, we could just come back to the uh, information catastrophe that'll hit in 500 years. Um, I would just, you know, I, cause when I first saw that I was, you know, gosh, am I ever going to sleep again? You know, worried about what's going to happen in uh, 2050, but or like, 2,500, sorry. But uh, then, John, I thought, you know, something that you pointed out a little while ago was you were talking about gigabytes, you know, and there's now gigabyte thumb drives. So um, I believe that over these intervening 500 years, there's going to be some pretty remarkable innovations and inventions and discoveries that allow us to move forward without uh, having half the earth taken up by, what was it, con was it content or storage? Uh, well, yeah. So, um, so the the point of the report was that the volume of digital information will take up more than half the size of the planet. Okay. Um, and that uh, is what um, this researcher Melvin Vopson uh, refers to as the information ca catastrophe. I think the to your point, the the big unknown is what changes between now and then in terms of the technologies. Uh, you know, for example, we already know that uh, you can put databases into space. So if you are storing your digital, if you're storing your digital assets uh, in satellites in outer space, maybe that uh, becomes um, less of an issue for those of us here on planet Earth. Um, and there's quantum computing as well yeah. and other technologies. I mean, I, I really didn't get into like, you know, um, a, a close um, review of, of, the, of both the, um, the, the challenge that's being laid out and the po possible solutions. But I think, you know, after 25 years in the industry, um, I have a sense that uh, that there will be new approaches that um, that can uh, kind of lessen the impact uh, that 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 is outlined here. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the professor might have been watching too many, you know, uh, evening local weather reports where, you know, it's either like, oh, my God, it's going to be 80 degrees and uh, stay indoors or oh my gosh it's going to be 20 degrees stay indoors i think that that might have creeped in on him a little bit here but still it's it's fascinating as he you know he pushes us to think about stuff and john uh, right in line with your uh, i think cogent and forward-looking uh, analysis and understanding of what's happening here in one of the most interesting and valuable and important parts of the whole tech industry john so thanks very much for sharing some of your thoughts today yeah, thank you, Bob. I enjoyed it and look forward to talking to you uh, again. Good deal, John. And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Get a chance to catch up on John Foley. Things not only happening in data, cloud data management today, but over the next five centuries. More to come in the future. We'll see you again next time.